Raph and I are currently also quibbling about a charity donation, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside of the nonprofit running business. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, do we get into the charities we chose? How are you, I guess? Let me start there. Well, I've been trying to go out to dinner with you to get the charity information, and you keep blowing me off, and I'm just trying to get some bank routing information, and you asked for a detailed plan, and because I refused to give it to you, for some reason, I guess we're fighting about that now? Well, I'm still pissed about that stupid commercial that your whiskey company is running, where mm. you're going to donate money to first responders and be like, up to one million a year. It's like, could you just put that in the fine print? It really shits on your point. After, why don't you just donate the money? Like, screw your, <laughs> screw your partnership. I hate it so much. We are, of Good course. I'm just pissed that you have your own cotton candy-esque flavored <laughs> fucking vape that you're making millions of dollars on as a side project that I'm pretty sure I gave you the idea for on the show. I'm just saying this, Kevin. You promised me that you were going to donate to my charity, and now I guess we're not fighting anymore. Like, what? How is this happening? Why is this happening? Because they saw the same thing that you and I said last. <laughs> listen to the last podcast. You and I were talking about this fight, and I believe I was like, "No one cares about this fight. <laughs> they are having to drum up some serious." And you and I, when we saw them call the date, it wasn't the normal fanfare they're used to. Like normally, mm. Connor gets. A suit, a moment, gets to scream something terrifying at a crowd member, the Irish. None of that happened because no one gives a shit about these two fighters fighting each other. They're so far out of contention. And we were trying to figure out what they were going to do. I guess they figured out what they're going to do. And it's see if they could cause a skerfuffle. Because I shared this with you, but I had to see what the poets over at ESPN headline this as, and it is Poirier McGregor quarrel over 500K mm -hmm. donation. <laughs> so what do you think Conor McGregor makes to show now? He's making at least in that, that million range. He, he only makes about a million to fight. He already is still living large off that money. We're talking about nothing money for these two. These sure. two, right? Maybe a little bit sure. more Dustin, but we're not talking about much. Is there anything less cool to promote a fight than quibbling over a half a million dollar charity donation it sucks doesn't it like it doesn't yeah. even feel good i didn't have this on my bingo card for this year so i feel maybe a little unprepared for it kevin but i guess if we're going through all the likely scenarios on this dumb sort of promotional thing we have to look at it like this Conor McGregor lost in pretty dominant fashion from one Dustin Poirier, who seems to have a lot of momentum. Dustin, by all means, should have taken a title fight, but instead chased the red panty money from one Conor McGregor. So they agree to a date. Some contracts were signed. Can and we stop on this sudden, real quick? Because you, yeah, your it. advice right there, that is people are going to not maybe pay attention to how smart that point is. If that's what he had done. Let's say your plan all along was for a third round. That's not what you say as your hand is raised. Mm -hmm. You say, I'm moving on to bigger and better things. To your point, chase the championship. That's what we respect. It's not like, well, I could win the NASCAR championship, 
but fuck it. I'm going to go race amateur so I can beat up my neighbor who's being a dick. No one cares. No one cares. It's such a moment where if Dustin Poirier is like, I'm going to, I don't care about this guy. I beat the Irishman. He's short and not very funny. Says something kind of quip and is like, I'm on to bigger and better things. I'm ready to knock out the champ. Then in two months, Connor's shit is helpful. But because right after Dustin's like, can't wait to roll it back. It's like, you guys aren't supposed to say that part. It's like, can't wait to, and can't wait to find out Mr. T's a serial murderer. It's like, no. <laughs> and don't forget, everybody. Those were my exact words after he priced himself into this. And I say into instead of out of it because could have been fighting for that title. Then wasn't then called the two gentlemen who will be fighting for it. Fool's gold is what they're fighting for. Rocky, which is hard to do (laughs) instead of fighting. (laughs) Oh, no. Instead of fighting a crazy Russian. It's just (laughs) Apollo Creed and Rocky. Apollo's trying to add an addition to his Malibu home. And he's running into some fire stuff. He's like, well, I got to raise some extra funds. This is my (laughs) fifth home. And I can't build the estate unless I can bulldoze the cliff. You know what? Let's fight it out. Rocky's like, yeah, I got a paternity suit from this girl in Philly because I think we all know the Adrian thing hasn't been going great. Uh, so I've, I am out the waz needing some cash. What do you say we lace them back up and do this? With one distinct difference, Raph, those two were champions. It's a horrible plot. It doesn't make any sense. And they were champions. It's just terrible. And oddly still makes more sense than this. All right. So that brings us back to present day. They've been trading kind of one-up barbs at one another. It has been very playful. And I will tell you this. Conor McGregor did signpost in saying, no more Mr. Nice Guy. And it seemed like the internet said, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard to be that guy again. You've been losing. Someone tell the geriatric community of bars. Poor guys. (laughs) Like, if you're an old guy at a bar where Conor is, don't fuck with him. (laughs) So then... Connor, you know, you're thinking to yourself, what is he going to do? What's the next step? And so Dustin actually takes the banter a little bit further, making a little real by saying, hey, Connor, you didn't follow through on that $500,000 donation that you were going to put in or debt is what I guess was kind of thrown around. And that's where they started having their lovers quarrel contentions where it's like, well, it's not a debt, it's a donation. Yeah. (laughs) And they're going back and forth. And as they're fighting with each other, everybody's tweeting these things. And I go, well, it's getting more attention here. And apparently Dustin and Connor get to such an escalated point, if you believe this sort of a thing, that then Connor gets offended and says, you know what? Fights off. No more. Done. And you think to yourself, what does that contract say? Does that contract say, should you guys come to an agreement or disagreement over twitter all contracts null and void <laughs> yeah it's very possible no i'm sure it says it they've got that twitter clause in the asshole <laughs> section there is nothing less satisfying than a twitter beef between two people <laughs> that have fought twice it's like you guys have done this do you know that so i'm still obsessed with what the next act is what are we at we're at the end of act one right where connor quits yeah, so Connor says fight off, and a lot of the internet gets to say, because Dustin Poirier is the people's champion, they get to say, well, Connor's afraid. Maybe. They also get to say, oh, Connor's a bitch. He's a rat. He's not paying that money. Sure. The one thing that was interesting about what Connor tweeted at him was, 
yeah, you had a arranged dinner with my manager to discuss these points, and they were asking, where does the money go? I think that's a valid enough question. Here's the issue. Maybe do that before you're going to pledge that you're going to go ahead and give the guy $500,000. Because at this point, even if Dustin Poirier says, um, make the check out to cash, <clears throat> not cash, uh, Dustin Poirier Foundation. Like, you get the point that he could walk away with it because you bet him money and you put a price tag on it and the internet doesn't forget. And that is part of the reason why they are holding him accountable. Here's the one thing I want the internet to consider as they put up their mostly hilarious memes of Conor McGregor. I get it. It's very funny. One, it seemed like in the bickering back and forth that when they were a nice couple before the quarrel, it seemed like they were lock and step in trying to get Dustin Poirier to make more money. And that seemed to be the allegation that Conor McGregor was putting in his tweets by saying like, you know what, dude, how dare you come at me when we upped your price? Not only that, but then think about how we said, Dustin Poirier said, you know what? You don't need to put me in that title contention. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm gonna fight Conor and make so much money. How amazing would it be as a practical joke if you're Conor McGregor and you say, nah, I made you believe. Now you're out of title contention, <laughs> you dummy. Because all I could think about, Kevin, as that happened was when all these people are like, yeah, Conor's an idiot. I go, unfortunately, again, kids, if Conor takes that away from him, Dustin's going to go the angle of you're scared and he's not going to be wrong to the people. He just cut himself out of the title contention. Now Charlie Olives and Michael Chandler are going to figure out who the champion is. Maybe he gets to fight that. Maybe he's still bickering with Connor by that time. But you know who nobody thinks about right now? Dana. And Dana has to be both elated by this whatever the fuck promotion they're doing between each other. While at the same time going, yeah, but you're still fighting, right? Like, I don't give a fuck if you guys fucking do this. Sell the fucking fight. Yeah, fuck that charity. Also, Kev, I did tell you this over text, and I mean it sincerely. This is the best case of fuck them kids since Michael Jordan basically continued to sink three-pointers so that a group of children could not get Air Jordans. This, to me, has signaled... <laughs> The truest of all things that if you and I ever become rich, we need to establish the fuck them kids scholarship for those kids. Because I'm thinking to myself, man, what better scholarship name than telling someone they've become the recipient of the fuck them kids scholarship founded by the Verbal Tap Association? I'm in on this, and I will tell you why. Because I think it's a really funny game where you and I start like a up this, fuck this type situation. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. how do we up fucking them kids this mm -hmm. year? Right. And like, uh, you, <laughs> the UFC is deep in it. I've, I have already, I don't want to spoil any future material that we might be doing in a viral video. <laughs> but the UFC in regard has had such little fuck them kids moments that it's kind of sad. Like we get a good Jordan one. This is their best, right? 
John Jones was close, but that was a pregnant woman. It wasn't like a van filled with children. I'm being cross. I know. But there's very few fuck them kids moments. And this is it. This is a mm-hmm. big one for the for the whole market. It's Conor McGregor. It's really funny. It's just in the sense of I don't think there's any way that 500K doesn't get to this charity. I think that's definitely happening. So I feel a little more glib about it. What's act two? Connor's like, that's it. I'm going to fight Jake Paul. And they're like, he's already fighting someone. It's like, is there a Justin Paul? It's like, I don't know. John? Any of them? Is there a Jay Paul that would like to fight? And they're Brogan like, yeah, Paul? sure. Is, is, that that, is there a Brogan? I still am waiting for somebody to get so brazen as to, <laughs> we'll know Joe Rogan's losing power when someone goes at him hard, like extra mm-hmm. hard as mm-hmm. he's a little older. That'd be awesome. Hasn't happened in a while. I am deeply, deeply excited for whatever Act 2 is. And Act 3 is, I think they just fight again. And it's not all that exciting. And I think it's at UFC 262. And what if they, yeah, like you just mentioned right there, what if they land exactly at UFC 262? So all of this is for naught. I am 100% with you on thinking, how can you bring up charity this much when it's, like, it's not going to happen. At this point, it has to happen. There's too much there. And... I guess it's more so between trying to give them some sort of weird paperwork. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's tax time. Maybe all of their accountants are busy. What I can tell you is what Conor McGregor told you, no more Mr. Nice Guy. There was no better way to become a heel than to say, you know what? I will not donate to that charity because to me – He's enacting exactly who he said he was going to be. And yet people still within the MMA community are plural, like pearls are clutched right now, Kevin. That's how much they are on this. <laughs> I, it's kind of sad that we both really aren't impressed by this. No, it's right out of WWE. And it's just not very creative. It's our problem, right? You no. could have had them at the pr- Pitch, Raph, ask me. Pitch me. Mm. How do how do we make an exciting version of this boring ass documentary? Okay, Kevin. Yeah, I would love to know. We've got this amazing trilogy that could finalize. It's not amazing. This summer. I'm going to be honest to your face. It's not amazing. We both know that. That's why I'm here. Go on. Okay, thank you. But how can we maximize our potential in a documentary for this fight? This is the worst version I've heard that we just don't pay the 500 K to a charity. You're going <laughs> to notice that doesn't sound good to anyone and doesn't really give anyone the emboldenness to be like, I want to fight you more. I want to sue you. That's not what we're going for. We need something specific, physical and awesome. Can anyone tell me what the last specific physical awesome thing was? That's right. I'll tell you. It was when the guy who lectured us on professionalism let John Jones and Daniel Cormier get in a fight publicly before their thing. They were still dressed like insurance salesmen when they were fighting each other. That's what we need. Connor, you're headed to the charity to give the 500K check. You're excited. Dustin's excited. Something happens. You get there. Where the fuck is Dustin? Dustin has decided to say that he goes to you because he got in some trouble. Later, we're going to reveal some photos on Instagram that he was, in fact... At a strip club, fucking off, bragging about what a pussy you are. We're going to release that after the fact. We can do it either way. I don't care who's the bragger about who's the pussy. 
You guys let me know what you want to do. We'll figure it out. That's going to leak. And within two weeks, you two aren't going to be able to stomach each other. Dana announces the fight. We're excited. Connor's dressed up. Dustin looks like he might need to go to rehab. Again, we can switch it. You guys let me know. We can switch whatever. But that's the dynamic I'm looking for. Someone's a real fucking attitude. Someone's uh, this wasn't very interesting. Now it is. Boom. Big explosion because of some weird sliding at this press covered charity event. It's pretty good. I was going to go. It's not great. It's better. <laughs> it's a lot better. I'm working under their stupid premise. It has to be about this charity donation. Okay. If we're getting into charity, here's my pitch. I think we go double undercover boss mm-hmm. on this one. <laughs> Where Connor goes undercover at Dustin's charity so that he can really figure out where the money's going. Meanwhile, Dustin goes undercover as Connor McGregor doing the cocaine for his charity. Because I don't know that McGregor has a ton of charities. I know he's given a lot of money, but I'd like to think that whatever his charity is, it's just doing cocaine. Like whatever it is, it's an LLC that just goes, would you like some coke? Here you go. (laughs) So they basically learn to walk a mile. Could that be an LLC? Shoes. That would have ruined the '80s if that was a corporation you could make. There would be a lot less liability. Too, this country would have ended in 1982. I'm not sure either of us would have made it. The Wolf of Wall Street would have been just 30 minutes. That's how great that would have been. I just tell you this, Kevin. Amongst all the things that you brought up there. There was one thing that maybe rescued it for me in a day full of people being aghast and being angry at Conor McGregor. This is, I will give it to him because this rescued the day. This tweet, it's Mardi Gras, bitches. Get your tits out for it. Now, I'll tell you much. There's not a lot that was great about what they're doing because, yeah, fuck them kids. Bad things happening. Oh, no, charity. And is this what we're doing now? Is the fight off? Because I guess they're really going to suck if that fight gets called off when they're trying to build crowds back into this thing. But I just feel like it's Mardi Gras. Get your tits out. It's just something we should say. Like, that's a phraseology that does work well for me, where he said that and I go, you know what, Connor? Mm. Yeah, you lost me for a bit there. But that one, got to give it to you. That one was good. I'm really interested in when Dana breaks his silence. I'm sure there's already been some <laughs> oh, quotes, but like he hasn't really gone Saturday's on. Saturday's press conference. That's all I want. I am ready for this event to happen this weekend because the first question they will ask him, and if they are lucky, Dana will be spared by getting the first soft thrown lobbed ball over home plate you know by it. the ESPN crew. But guess what? He then has to answer to press row, which in itself still consists of a number of softball questions thrown in his direction by people who are questionably on the payroll. I was just, I tell or, you this. or questionably not very good at their job. Rap. Let's not mm-hmm. like we're not sending all the Ben Knowles out there to, you know, like it's not it's not the A team always. In fact, rarely. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Some of those questions. Make us all hurt and see uh, inside, Kev. They but do. Here's what we should say. start that. We should start responding with question help. Maybe that'll be our next <laughs> online segment where it's That's like, was genius. that a fucking question? 
Where? We'll what were you that. hoping they would expand on? We're going to start with the difference between an open and closed question and hope you get the hint to shut the fuck up moving forward. We'll just create a helpline. It'll be a call 1-800 number that they can reach us <laughs> and they can ask us the question first. And after we roast them appropriately, we'll be like, you really going to ask that's the question? That's the one? So amongst all those things, Kevin, yes, that is where we're at. I do want to bring this up as well. Now that I think about it for the not going to be made documentary that we just proposed, I will say get your tits out. It's probably the best subtitle name that we've never stumbled upon <laughs> purposely. So there is that. There's a lot of other stuff, I guess, as well. What happened over the weekend? This is another nice moment and how orchestrated and sad all this is. All the Connor shit starts Saturday night into Sunday morning. Well, guess what happened? They waited until directly after the ABC on ESPN event or the UFC on ABC, which is how you know more specifically than usual. It was very uh, boringly calculated. So let's get to boringly calculated. They have to replace Darren Till with Kevin Holland, who's awesome, but had just fought and got his ass kicked. Mm -hmm. Didn't win that fight. Almost did. Didn't win it and then got beat up pretty good. Love that he steps in. He's great. You know, you can't. The good news is he's going to fight. And they definitely were tearing the shit out of his jujitsu, by the way, Raph. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, the main theme when I don't know why, when DC gets with Cruz, we end up shitting a lot on jujitsu mm -hmm. and any attempts thereof. Kevin Holland was losing the fight. And the fact that he he Gramby rolled out of it or or tried to get his way out of it. Not a not a big calculated miss to me. They were like, he, "See, that's jujitsu. He's trying to roll." It's like, would you shut up? That's he's gotten his ass kicked for three rounds. Anyway, not bad fights. Mackenzie Dern retakes everything. Does a pretty awesome little like celebratory twerk. That's kind of my move. She kind of took my move. I don't lie. It's a little like, hey, hey, okay, that's what I do. So now people know my dance move and Joe, I got some, I got some money, Raf. I won. Did eight. you really? Oh, that's why you did bet on him. I last time we talked to Joe Selecki, which I'm trying to buy a house and a baby's coming. I have no concept of time or anything that's happened in the last <laughs> 48 hours. Um, Joe Selecki, I put the bet in, and his odds only got worse, by the way, or better, depending who you are. But Joe Selecki was like minus 240. He was like minus 400 by the night of the fight, which means you can win no money on him. I didn't. I had to bet 20 to win $8, but I'm proud to report I'm $8 richer because of his unanimous decision victory. Is that us? Good for you. Did we put him over? I thought he was going to get his ass kicked by Jim Miller before we talked to him. After we talked to him, I was like, I think he's going to win. I would like to say it's us. Um, I would also like to say that when I laughed at the fact that, you know, he put up something on his Instagram stories that I thought was funny and I just did a laugh cry emoji and he immediately responded back. Now, this is a day after his fight, Kev. And he just goes, hey, I'm so sorry, man. I got caught up. I haven't done that video for you guys yet. And I go, I'm not hounding you, bro. I let you. <laughs> Do your thing. You've got to fight with Jim Miller. We've talked about this. He could just feel your sure ether judgment. Just wait. No, <laughs> you you put no it out there, <laughs> like the secret. Just 
<laughs> Fuck Joe Selecki. <laughs> he heard I'll it loud you, and clear. There are a number of guests that I have done that to. He's not one of them. Mm-hmm. And he won in grappling fashion. And that's a hard thing to do because people were very much interested to see how Jim Miller's grappling, which is very good as well, was going to stack up. And I got to tell you, if there was one thing that was familiar about Joe Selecki in that fight, it was the fact that you got to see some of that very similar John Salter swarm and overwhelm your opponent sort of vibe. Because when Jim Miller was looking around like, shit, is he going to grapple me for two rounds? Because I don't want to. It was tough, and it wasn't like Jim was really in danger of, per se, getting submitted, per se. But he didn't look like he could get out of any of the shit that Selecki was putting out on him. So I was very proud of that, and, of course, happy to see a friend of the show. Speaking of another friend of the show, Daniel Rodriguez getting a huge win over Mike Perry. Did you see or hear what Mike Perry wrote after losing this fight? The saddest. I've, I've felt it a little bit. His, <laughs> the poor guy. He, I used to be good. I don't know what happened. Double parentheses. He begins to cry. Seed. That's so rough. Like imagining losing a fight and then looking around and saying, what happened to me? No. And you go, this is what draft folders are for. You don't need to send that out. Maybe write a journal. Maybe talk to your coach, who's also your girlfriend. Maybe therapy. Mm, that's the one. Let's do that. He's going to need, I'd say, a good one. We know a few. We should send him mm-hmm. one. Betterhealth.com. They're actually not a part of this. So, so I want to tell you this because we can spot check a couple of these. But um, the thing that really made me mad about this weekend, Kevin, is that I didn't do a fight companion. And I'll tell you why. They put on the fights. The prelims started at 830. Now, Saturday, I do my whole shtick. I usually try to find some time to train in the mornings and then I come and I've earned the beers that I'm going to drink on air on this particular day. I thought, Oh, well I'm still training and I double train on Saturdays if I can. So when I went over to go do the grappling session afterwards, I just said, well, I'll put it on my iPad, but I got to train too. And I got to tell you, there was somebody who was trying to arm bar me and then they didn't know what to do. They were like screwing up the armbar. I go, just look at what Mackenzie Dern is doing. <laughs> just li- literally, you're in the same spot. Just do what she's doing. And they started laughing really hard because I go, this shouldn't be this difficult. <laughs> so I enjoyed that with my good friend Gabe. But yes, Selecki looked good. Um, Holtzman unfortunately got knocked out by uh, Matthias Garmont. And that was interesting. Um, it's rough to see. It was just damn power in that. I also got to see the earlier parts with some of the fights. Eh, nothing too crazy. Impa getting a submission, a rear naked choke. But the real heroes of the story were going to be Marvin Vittori, who I'll tell you this. Because I think my buddy Gabe was asking me, Raph, where do you see Vittori going after this? 
just in the division because it looks like they're already trying to do shit without him. And he's just calling for a title shot. And I thought, given all things that we saw with Izzy, Vittori looks like a better fight for fucking Jan. Make him go against him. That's almost like a dual character street fighter sort of a thing because at the same criticism we gave for Izzy, which was, do you have grappling? Would you like to use it tonight? Was the same thing we were telling Kevin Holland that night. So let them go and have a nice super fight. Other than that, he's probably just going to have to wait. I, you're actually the UFC has been listening to this podcast for years. We're sure of it. <laughs> we are absolutely positive assholes. They steal ideas and they should hire you to help with this because you got to get Vittori something that's fun. And I don't, are you that excited about Jan versus Adesanya after watching Adesanya very nearly win at, at the upper weight class, right? This is kind of a more, yeah, I'm get it. Let's get, Let's get him over there. Let's get the actual title shot. Give Vittori a real chance because it's not like there's anybody else. Adesanya was fun, but he just looked tiny. And Petrion is really good. It'll be fun. At least Vittori's big enough, and he beat the ever-living shit out of Holland. And Darren Till was a COVID scratch? or He was a COVID scratch, I think. COVID Uh, or injury? No, he was actually injury. Oh, well, I don't know how bad it is, but there you go. You Don't worry, he chimed in too because he was super pissed they that should. he saw that fight. Can I throw this at you? They should call out Asanya mm-hmm. then and be like, you want to beat up Darren Till? <laughs> They're probably worried he might not win. That's the only that's the only risk. But if he mm. he could beat up Darren Till, that'd be pretty awesome. I think he could. Hold on, I just realized I because I put it in Till's name, but I didn't put his first name because I know he has like a weird initial and then his name sort of a thing. But there is an account on Instagram that says Dana Till, and they combine Dana White's face with Till's head or some combination of that. And it is scary to look at, but it is also quite hilarious. So I will put that your way at some point later on. I, did I will see, say this. Did yeah. you, but Darren Till was active as shit during the oh, fights. Yeah. He's talking about, I love it when people get injured. I got to do this more. I got to be like, you know, Jibera, I would have probably been kicking your ass by now. But, you know, injuries. I'm just watching your performances. I'm sure it's weak. It's so effing hilarious to hear a fighter get injured and be like, I think I'd have fucked him up. (laughs) Oh, do you? Yeah, that's that's a tough opinion to have while he's fighting and you're, you're nursing an injury. And he also was all about trying to help out Mike Perry. I don't understand that. Is Darren Till just bored? He really is. And he's been trying to force justify this friendship between him and Mike Perry for years. And for whatever reason, Kevin, and I think you know me well enough to know that I would shoot down a majority of jokes that I go that we're running that punchline in a little, a little too much jokes, a little thin with him. Don't really care. I kind of laugh at everyone that he puts out that legitimately has gone from fuck this guy, I'm going to roast him every day too. You know, I just want to bring up something. Mental health is important and you really need a good camp and I'd like to be that camp for you. And I said, hmm, he's either committed to the real long play of this one or 
he's actually reached a point of saying, this is kind of sad. I don't like it anymore. And I think that's where most of us are with Mike Perry in terms of this. Now, granted, very happy for Daniel Rodriguez, who also gets to say something to the effect of mushroom kick, which good for him. Um, But, you know, hey, listen, dude, fight game isn't always fun. And I'll take till it is trying to be nice guy word, even if he's not. I I was having fun either way. Yeah. I was just glad for him. It was like, that's not normally his forte, but mm-hmm. he's doing it. Why so early? Did they Were they competing with the Masters? I guess I didn't even look. What was – I was uh, completely taken off by that. When the fight started at like 8 in the morning – because, you know, I had a $5 bet on on Hideki, and I was feeling really good about the – I'm talking about the Masters, by the way. Yes. And I well, I had a few bets on a few people, but Matsuyama was on my list early. And I, I love screaming Matsuyama aggressively at any time he did anything good. So I heard me when he put it in the water on 15 or 16, I was like – Matsuyama, because <laughs> it was a five dollar bet to win a hundred and five dollars. Ref, I had a really careful master strategy where I bet on five golfers, and mm. uh, one of them won the bet. So nice, jo- nice job, Matsuyama. Um, Would you like to know an excellent sort of little factoid about that one, Kev? Mm-hmm. All right, I have not seen my dad since February of twenty twenty. What? We have done our best. Yeah, no, I haven't seen him. I've, we've only done Zooms. Sure. And you could tell he's missed us, and I miss him a lot. But he got double-vaxxed. I am vaccinated. I wanted to go see him. And the thing was, normally at the end of, say, a month, we all say, oh, someone's birthday's coming up. Let's do a Zoom. So on the last call that we had for the family on Zoom, he kind of goes, so, uh, you know, let's uh, plan another Zoom. Wait, oh, no. He's very sad because now it's his turn. His birthday's coming up. So Kelly tells me, she goes, you know, we should go surprise him because we're vaccinated. So at least we can go see him. And I said, you know, it's actually not a bad idea. The CDC says. So if the CDC does anything wrong, it's on them. He's like, yeah, we can go see him. I think that's good. We drive down to surprise my dad. I go in through the back way of my house. And when I get there, legitimate surprise that I'm there to the point where he turned off the masters. Now, for those of you who don't know my dad, allow me to paint this image for you. My dad has famously done multitasking of watching golf and literally doing everything else. I am fairly certain if golf was on while he was at work, while working for the city of Los Angeles, he probably had it on in the background, even during city council meetings, et cetera, et cetera. So the fact that he actually turned the masters off and Kevin, not at any time, we're talking, we're about to crown a new champion within the next hour. Sunday Mm -hmm. masters Mm -hmm. quietness. Literally turned it off. And then I looked at him and I go, Dad, I've missed you too. And without missing a beat, gives me a giant hug and goes, all right, so are we still doing a Zoom with the rest of the family? And I'm like, no, I'm here. I am the gift. 
me, your son. And he's like, yeah, okay. Immediately <laughs> <And then laughs> went into laughing like, you know, I have to take the win, which is he turned off golf. And when I referenced it a little bit later, I said, Dad, I had to tell you, there was a real concern that if I showed up on Masters weekend, you would not have really cared. You would have been either watching Masters See, or going to golf. I sh- now, I'm pissed at you for reasons I should. I, I'm like your dad. It's like, wait, Raph, why didn't you tell me you were going to see somebody that could have helped me predict this tournament and won some money? Should have chatted with your dad on Thursday, you dick. <laughs> You're, well, out, you're but, out there planning a sweet luncheon. It's like, did you think about your friends and your dad for a minute? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. I was not considering everybody's best interest on that one. However, the way my dad puts it is, you know, when I referenced it midway through, I go, honestly, I thought you, you would either be golfing and wouldn't want to see me or, you know, the Masters, you'd want to keep that on. And he goes, oh, I'm recording it. And I go, I know you're recording it, Dad. That's not the point. The fact that you turned it off is... Very nice and appreciative. And he just goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I hate commercials that time. Let's be very clear. The commercials <laughs> on these things, they're limited, but I can't do them. So he would rather let it go ahead and tape, not look at the news, mm-hmm. and then watch it in old person real time. So <laughs> that minor victory that I thought I had was suddenly taken away when I realized, wait, oh, shit. He just didn't want to watch commercials. Yeah. Still kind of a win. So in that result, I thought that you would enjoy that. Yes. Glad to see the old man. That's also impressive. He did. I mean, so you're people are probably like, well, his son visited. So, of course, he shut off the Masters. Um, My pregnant wife was talking about something and I completely missed it because (laughs) I I was sure Justin Rose was about to birdie. (laughs) Fourteen, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm sorry, I missed everything you just said." She's like, "I was talking about our next doctor's appointment." I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> so, this is the lesson. It's like your dad shut the TV off. He was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go talk to my son," and that's the right way to do it. I've got yep. a lot to learn. Yep. My sisters were actually very impressed. They were like, I can't believe he did that. (laughs) And I had to respond to them and say, I couldn't either. It just happened. Um, But Kevin, you also mentioned something over the weekend that before we go ahead and start to close this thing, we should mention, did you take the time to watch any of this weekend's premiere thing? Which by the way, if we're being honest, I know you're talking about the masters being competition, but I actually think, WrestleMania is the reason that Dana went early because there's no way they would compete with the numbers that WrestleMania is going to get. Oh shit. I'm sorry. You're obviously right. But this goes to show you his arrogance and his ego. Mm -hmm. I don't know why ABC wanted to air that shit right before him, but Oh, I'm sorry. WrestleMania 37 was this weekend. WrestleMania 37. I saw a ginger fighting, which I got to tell you, I think he's dying. I think there is some extra red in that hair that comes out of a bottle. I saw what I thought was an egregious amount of fans. Is that okay to say? Where was it? It was Florida. Where was it? Well, we should discuss. It's obviously Florida. You know that. But 
I guess the magic part of this. There's is, just no there's rules. Been... There's no fourth wave there. There's no pandemic. There's no 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 real adherence to masks either. I asked my wife. I go, "Are there more masks than you thought there would be?" And she goes, mm, "No." <laughs> I go, "That's fair." <laughs> so... I, I have to tell you, I felt similarly. I was like, "They're on TV. Surely they're yeah. going to be on their best behavior." No. 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 So I won't lie to you. I didn't make it long. Okay, because of the extremeness of of the redheadedness and the zero acknowledgement that we're presently all in a pandemic, so I was like, yeah. I am, I was screaming at the television for the better part of two minutes, and you know what? I think it's on me. I should have just been adjusted for the right attitude, but I also missed all the fighters in there, and I think that's the part I was trying to find, and I just couldn't. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely better times to have watched. Why was it two nights? <sighs> I found that out watching it on Sunday, which also sent me into a pissy spiral. I was like, who the fuck has this? Wait, what? How many nights? Because <laughs> everybody's talking about this bunny thing. I'm like, oh, I was going to impress. I was mad because of our friendship, Raph. I was like, he's going to be impressed. Yeah. I'm going to tune in for some shit. And all I was tuning in for was shit I missed. And I was like, wait. When did this fucking event become two days? Oh, this year. Fun fact. Yeah. Never done that before. Why are they doing it? Why two days? A few facts. Um, there Ugh. are <laughs> events now that go for two days. So they, the Japanese are events version of it. All over the world. Or do you mean wrestling events specifically? And I'll stop. Wrestling right. events. Oh, yes. Okay. It's not like, listen, we just discover what the NBA is, and then all of a sudden they go, how many times do they do this to win? <laughs> um, Baseballs, no. how many games? <laughs> so in this particular instance, last year, when they decided they were going to go two nights because they figured, what the fuck else are you going to do? This is the only programming they're going to have. They just they went nuts for it, Kev. <laughs> so I said, oh, okay. So then this year they said, all right. We need to make up for gates, so we need to get as many people in as possible. Oh, let's do the two-night thing again, because New Japan Pro Wrestling does their version of WrestleMania for two nights. Can we There's clarify a lot of for, the, for this? For the people of Florida, he said gates, like the mm -hmm. gate, not gets, mm -hmm. like the U.S. Republican <laughs> that's been deeply entrenched in paying for underage sex. Sorry, go ahead. I just want to make sure, because yes. gates can Thank be confusing. Thank you. Right? That's you actually really good, because the transcript... Like, we got to get the stink off Florida for this whole child porn thing again. Um, let's have a wrestling tournament. That's not exactly what happened. I'm not saying it's right. not not like some deeper levels would say that mm -hmm. open your third eye. But you're just talking about the gate. Yes. And I'm glad that you brought up that distinction because that could have been disastrous, especially <laughs> if they just were looking at a transcript and they go, I'm sorry, the what now? So, Yes. <laughs> That happens, um, but here's the thing that I told Kevin right as it was happening, as it started on the Saturday version, which is they were building up the fact that it's been 13 months with no fans live in attendance. They've been waiting for it. Unlike other sports, pro wrestlers thrive off of the WWE universe, a.k.a. the fans. And even though they've done the Thunderdome with all those people on video screens and piped in all the noise when it came time and they were ready to go. What's that? We have a weather delay. Fuck. Okay. So what do they do? They go live, but on the bottom of the stream, they say WrestleMania on rain delay due to 
severe weather. Now, what I didn't know at this time was they actually told the people who were there because who knows? Maybe when you go to Florida, it's a bad sign to fucking have a WrestleMania filled with maybe 15 to 20,000 fans. Because when they don't have a cover for it, guess what? They got to make a cover on the fly to the point where on the Jumbotron, Titanstron, whatever you want to call it, it actually told people, hey, guys, you might want to find some shelter. And I thought, what worse way can you find out? (laughs) There is bad weather. And not only is there bad weather, but you're on your fucking own, you fucking peasants. Did they have to so delay? Anyway, they had, they to, had do, to delay. How but they long, were live. But so they basically how do just they, I get, I'm sorry. Let me ask this better. Yes. How do they do that? They go immediately on air to let people know, hey, everybody, welcome to WrestleMania. We're just moments away from starting, but there is a delay. So to fill time, we're going to have everybody on the roster cut a promo. And when we say everybody, we mean everybody. Would you so prefer they just kept interrupting? Would you prefer they did what the Masters did and play old episodes? The Masters was uh, a little delayed, hmm. and suddenly we're watching Tiger cross sixteen in twenty nineteen, <laughs> which is probably actually really bad for I think the old people watching, where they go, "Did he make a comeback that quickly?" It but was. I, mean, I yeah. won't lie to you for a minute. I was like, "What the fuck happened to the leader?" Bo- oh. Wait, Tiger Woods isn't playing, right? <laughs> Looking around to no one. It's like, and then you see it. It's like 2019. Oh, thank God. Admittedly, though, that would have been the best swerve. Is that? Oh shit! Here comes Tiger Woods to cash in the money in the bank. So yeah, that would have been great. WrestleMania. That would have been sweet if he ran. <laughs> if he drove a car in. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think we're allowing him to do that. I would tell you though. The joke I sent you, which I fear may not understand to many of our fans in a way that they will vibe with, it really did feel like the telethon episode of Parks and Recreations. Like they were just filling time and doing the best that they could. And all of them looked like, what am I supposed to do? Just say my line. Now I can't hear. Hold on. Okay. Kicked out too. Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. So here's the good news. The night when it finally went on 40 minutes later was thoroughly enjoyable, but the real star of the show was one bad bunny. And I know as a person who is a fan of this sort of a thing, if I was in that scenario, I would have the same sort of vibe he was, which was just put me in a match. I want to have fun. This seems great. The guys will do all the work for me. Deal. Let's do it. And this motherfucker not only was flying off the top rope, but Kev, I kid you not, he did a move that is referred to as a Canadian destroyer in the WWE. Does that name ring a bell at all? Like, are you familiar with that move in any way, shape or form? The Canadian destroyer? No. Yes. I am now sending it to you so that you can see it, and that is on your Facebook Messenger. If you can just describe to me what it looks like to you when you get the chance to click it, I would love for you to give our audience an idea of what you're seeing. 
Okay, I am seeing what appears to be a like a sixty nine type move, like a reverse, like a seventy one. Oh my god! It's a complete backflip flip where you kind of double invert and then you're kind of doing the same thing you would do if you just picked your opponent up and slammed the shit out of him, but you're doing it yeah. over the course of also doing a front flip, which is insane. Mm-hmm. So you do a front flip, except you're attached to someone's back, mm-hmm. reverse style, 69 style, like I said, feet to ass, and you you just flip and suplex them, right? Yeah, something like that. You know, front I think flip good enough. suplex <laughs> with an ass-eating component accidental. <laughs> I will tell you, I think my favorite part about that move in that he's doing a Canadian Destroyer and they say that live on television and I go... But he's Puerto Rican. He can't do that. <laughs> it is Canadian in the sense that he gives like a, a polite analingus on the way to <laughs> stunning you. So it does have certain elements of they give and they take, Raph. They give and they take. I got to tell you, that Corona carefree crowd was so hype for him. And we're talking about every brown person they could find on TV. They showed them and they were excited for him. And I got to tell you. I might put his debut because, mind you, that was the first time he's really wrestled above the debut of one Ronda Rousey, Ooh. who also debuted at WrestleMania several years ago, famously. So just to give you some perspective, um, because there was a moment when he was starting to do some strikes and I go, I got to be real with you. They're better than her head movement strikes. So yikes. But that's uh, that's what you need to know. And plus, lots of really dumb, fun stuff all around. So night two, the other Paul brother ended up getting Stone Cold stunnered by uh, Kevin Owens. Now, before we finish, this is a good time to segue. Kevin, are you going to buy the Ben Askren and Paul brother boxing match that will air this week? Shit, it's this week? Totally forgot about it, right? Uh, <laughs> not totally forgot about it. I didn't forget the fight was happening. You've been keeping the world updated with some fun memes when it's pertinent. I appreciate you not overdoing it. Because if you time that in the wrong way, I could think it already happened. It's a tough world we're living in, internet-wise, no time zones. It's this week. When, yeah. Who's doing it? I think it's the thriller Is it showtime again? I don't know, but it's pay-per-view, Kev. So this one... So He's was going to Tyson, but mm. I was watching Mike Tyson fight Roy Jones Jr. That's what you were there for, correct. Do you know how much this one is going to cost you? We've said it on the show. This will show how well you paid attention. Thirty nine ninety nine, forty nine ninety nine. Kevin. Cool. I was guessing. So just so the record, I think people know, but I wasn't paying attention. Forty nine ninety nine for them. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. Is that good enough? That doesn't doesn't feel good enough to me. That feels like I can catch the highlights and I won't have missed a thing unless, (laughs) big unless, you're really paying for the broadcast. Is Snoop Dogg going to get so stoned the fighters have a contact high? Who does that help? I've never felt more confident in a fight situation. Apparently, Snoop Dogg has put wagers on this one. So you can't call it? 
or you can't smoke weed. I, well, you're talking about ethics, and I don't think that's anywhere close to this sort of a thing. Yeah, I guess the answer would be, well, he wasn't supposed to be smoking weed in front of people <laughs> sanctioned to do an actual fight last time, Kevin. So what's he going to do this time? Apparently, I'm going to look through this one. The Askren card has four fights on it. It is also going to be Regis Progress versus Ivan Retcatch, junior featherweights. Steve Cunningham versus Frankie Mir, by the way, is how it's spelled. As in Frank I, just no, not I-E-I, in case you forgot that was happening. And then Joe Fournier versus Raycon. So, who was that first fight? Um, that is Regis Progress versus Ivan Redcatch. If it were Regis Philman, I retract everything I've said. Is still dead. Get him in there. Get his hologram mm-hmm. in there. I want to watch him fight. But what any, are we doing? Any here? other Regis? Tony, <laughs> Johnny Carson was here in this one building. It's amazing. Like that's that's Regis essentially. Angry. Let's Regis discuss this though. Been awesome on the mic. <laughs> Kev, I have a proposal as we close. Hmm. Here's what I'm thinking. Friends, I get it. Some of you may want to go ahead and buy that. We're going to make a push here this week. If you can afford $49.99 for a ridiculously dumb card, it means you have disposable income. So we're making a push here at Verbal Tap and at Grappling Hour to support your local MMA businesses. Why? Because you're spending forty nine dollars on this fucking card. To watch and I know someone will probably Ben Askren, and you know he's not our favorite. No, you might not want to admit it, but you know it. So what we are asking you is to maybe spend some money wisely, support a local MMA industry. It could be boxing, could be jujitsu, could be some form of mixed martial arts, wrestling. I don't really give a fuck. I just know that right now gyms are trying to come back and it would be nice if you could do something nice for them. So pick whatever place you want to do and then tell us, you can send us a note, tell us what it is that you spend it on. I don't really care. Even if you want to do it with no credit, I don't care. We just want you guys to support something other than this garbage because it's garbage and you don't need to be spending your money on it. But yet, I still feel 25% of you listening to this will still do it. And I might up that to 35, depending on how I feel on Saturday. But if you can afford that, afford to help other people. That's what I'm leaving them with, Kev. That'll do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and support your local MMA businesses and not that trash. Bye. Please note, the new number is...